Kia ora, no mai ki te whare. Welcome to the House. I'm Johnny Blades. The Foreign Affairs, Defence and Trade Select Committee has been having its annual review of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, with the Minister Winston Peters appearing to answer questions. These hearings are one of the ways that Parliament attempts to supervise the work of the government that it funds. As he did in his previous two stints as Foreign Minister, Peters continues to underline the importance of engaging more with the international community to benefit New Zealand's long-term security. This includes increasing our representative presence in other countries, particularly where trade opportunities beckon. We've got a massive task on our hands uh, because, as I say, uh, not only do we have to um, beef up our engagement and our attention and our connectedness to countries that share our views and share our values, but we also have got to beef up our trade big time. And, but we've got to put more people on the ground, engaged on the ground. There's no accident that, for example, um, Singapore, Ireland, two different countries, different parts of the world, and Nordic countries have far more people on the ground than we do. Labour MP Damien O'Connor was curious to know how Peter's aim of boosting New Zealand's foreign affairs presence will play out while his ministry, like dozens of other departments, has been asked by the national-led coalition government to cut spending. So how are you going to handle a 6.5% cut in your budget if you wanted to expand your well, I rely upon you to make statements publicly. That would be a bad idea, because <laughs> <laughs> we've been making and we've been making thirty-five percent cuts as a ministry for the last thirty-five years. We've been making five percent cuts from what we should have been putting up at the very least. And there are times when our aid was heading towards the lowest in the OECD, not once but twice. So, um, how are we going to handle it? Well, the, of course, we can always find economies, but we've got to start with first the understanding that there's some things you cannot sacrifice. What I'm talking about is uh, anti-inflationary, because it's not spent inside the New Zealand economy, it's spent offshore. Another senior Labour MP, David Parker, chipped in with some questions around New Zealand's level of overseas development aid, which currently sits at about a billion dollars a year, of which 60% goes to the Pacific Islands. Are you committed to at least maintaining and, if possible, improving New Zealand's ODA as a percentage of GDP or GNI? The problem with politics is that in 2005 and 2017, I could ask for something and now I was going to get it on day one. Uh, unfortunately, in 2023, we had to negotiate and now I'm relying upon sense of survivorship and common sense getting us to where we've got to go. But I'm not arguing it from the point of view of favouring a department. It's this country's long-term future that's critically dependent upon this. And in that sense, the terms of aid, it's the blue continent in which we live which needs our engagement and our help, and it's part of our national security. Parker also asked about the government's intentions to tweak trade and investment rules, noting the circumstances that he and Peters encountered in 2017 when they were negotiating for New Zealand over entering into the comprehensive and progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership. The prior government had been going to enter into that agreement without... Uh, preserving the right of New Zealand to screen for inward investment in residential housing and in forestry properly. And uh, your party and the Labour Party uh, combined to make sure that before CPTPP came into effect, those new categories of screening were put into the screening regime. 
Now, the current government has said that they are going to loosen some of those screening rules. And in terms of how they do it, will the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, in order to protect the sanctity of this cross-party consensus that we have around trade and investment, make sure that if they do it, they do so in a manner that does not remove them from the screening regime, which could be all but impossible to put back in either in CPTPP or other agreements that benefit from most favoured nation clauses on investment, including the China Free Trade Agreement. You're asking, of course, a trade question. I'm not trade minister, however. Uh, can I say that you may be hearing things publicly, but if they depart from the coalition agreement, then there will not be what's happening. At this point, the committee chair, Nationals Tim van der Mollen, brought the hearing to an end. You've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk, Matewa.